Are you the quantum mechanics? Yes, we are the quantum mechanics, the podcast for the believers, the doubters, and everyone in between. Now, thank you for bearing with us. We have had a couple of weeks where we've been trying to arrange something that was a little bit different. It's something that we haven't done before. We're still quite a small podcast, and it is... um, Is it challenging? Yeah, it's challenging to bring in big guests who have amazing stories. But this week we have done it and I think you are going to love this, right, Peter? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, we've been hinting at it for a while um, and, and here it is. I mean, we normally have a kind of chat before we get into the episode, but today, if you don't mind, I, I just want to get straight into it. Yeah, let, let, let's do it because most of you, if not all of you, are going to know one of the people in this conversation and it is quite a remarkable thing to listen to. Yeah, we've got, basically we have an incredible true life story of a haunted house in London um, and the people involved have not really talked about it in as much depth as they are going to today. And when I heard some of the details of their story, I was truly shocked. And when I did some investigation into their story, you will hear later, I got chills down my spine. And we're going to be joined by two of the people who are at the heart of the paranormal activity in this haunted house in a minute. They are Monet and her mum, Misha, who some of you music buffs will also know as the incredible singer Misha Paris. Um, Let's start off with a bit of background. In the mid-1990s, the family moved into a large house by Wandsworth Common in London. For our listeners who may not know, Wandsworth Common is a lovely open parkland area in South London. And there are some, not tons, but some houses that are located around the edge of the parkland. We're not going to give out the address or too much detail on the location because we're conscious that we don't want to distress or spook anyone who's currently living in that house or the surrounding area. So let me introduce you to Monet, who first told me about this story. And I want to thank you and your mum in advance for coming on and talking about this because I know you're a bit unsure about whether you wanted to go back into it and relive it. So in advance, thank you. Always. So, Mono, we've known each other for, I guess, just over a year, right? And when I told you I did a paranormal podcast, you you quite casually said, oh, I should tell you my story. And at the time, I thought you were going to say something like, I lived in this house and one day a painting fell off the wall, which there would have been nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I wasn't expecting what you gave me because you laid out some basic details of what happened to you and your family in this house that you lived in. And my jaw dropped to the floor. It, it was like you were describing a plot to a horror movie, but it actually happened to you, right? Yeah, no, it feels like that, actually. I've, I, I've said it to a few people and they've had that exact reaction to it. Yeah. Saying it sounds like a horror movie, yeah. So I've already said that you and your family moved into this house on Wandsworth Common. You were quite young at the time. So maybe we can start with the first strange experience that you can remember. 
Sure. So um, there's a few things that stick out to me, but the first one, I was about um, seven and I was in my bed and I woke up in the morning and I could see this floating head um, in the room, basically. So uh, next to the mirror um, on the left-hand side of the room. And I was absolutely terrified. I just screamed. And um, I remember I ran downstairs to my mum and I said, oh, my God, mum, there's something in my room. And um, that was like quite a frequent occurrence in that house. I would often be saying, mum, there's something in the corner or room. So, yeah. And this, I mean, that sounds absolutely terrifying. Whether you're a child or whether you're not a child, it just sounds a terrifying thing to see, a kind of floating head. Mm -hmm. Can you remember what it looked like do you have any description of it that you could give us from your memory I mean I was seven so it is a long time ago yeah it was like a human head so it was definitely like resembled a face and um I think it was like solid and then when I screamed it disappeared wow so so in some ways you kind of when you told me about the head, you didn't go into that detail when you told me about it originally. And you almost stereotypically think of a ghost like in something like Harry Potter as being kind of see-through and, you know, kind of kind of misty white light. But it sounds like it, it, it felt more realistic than that from your description. No, it did. I mean, I, I do keep saying I was seven because I know, like, it does, <laughs> saying it does sound really ridiculous, but... I just remember that it was definitely a face and I I saw it in my room just as I woke up and I was like, oh my God, and I just screamed and ran out the room. Wow. And and can I ask, so there's, I got two questions. One, where were the eyes looking? Were they looking at you? Did it feel like... Oh yeah, it was looking at me, like directly at me. Oh my God. So so you, you felt like it knew you were there? Yeah. I felt like it was like looking at me while I was asleep. And then as I opened my eyes, I saw it. And then when I screamed, it vanished. And as you say, it's a face. So below the face, obviously, is the neck. Was What what did that look like? Was it, was it like, well, I can only imagine it being gory or like some sort of cutoff. It was like a cutoff. It wasn't gory. It was just a head. I, I can't remember if it was like a man or a woman. I can't remember. But I know it was just like a floating head. <laughs> and when you say, you know, we kind of established it it wasn't like a stereotypical ghostly image. It felt like a real head that you were looking at. So it was kind of full colour. It was it, it was vivid like that. It was like a white man. But it, I guess the point I'm making is it wasn't like a ghost you just feel is a one colour white ethereal thing with shading. It seemed to be more realistic. Yeah, no, it didn't feel like it was like see-through or anything. It felt like a solid face was just there in the room. And I never had that happen again. It was just that one time and I didn't see that again. Um, I think it, I, I mean, I was asleep and I was seven. So there is always that part of me that thinks like, could I have been half asleep? I don't know. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah. And you, 
and you 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 ran to your mum. You told her about this. Yeah. What what was what was your mum's reaction to it? I think she laughed at first. I think she did laugh, and she was like, "Oh, not again!" kind of thing because there were so many things happening in this house. Um, I think I said to you before, I've never had an experience like this since. This is the only kind of paranormal experience I've had. But there were a few people in and out of that house. And, and a lot of us did have different experiences. So um, I think she was just used to it. She It wasn't a shock. It was like, oh, right. yeah, another thing, another kind of weird okay. thing, you know. Well, I was going to move on to that because... It feels like this was such a vivid experience for you and an unusual encounter with this floating head. Yeah. Um, that, you know, maybe in some ways the adults in the house weren't seeing something as intensely as you were. But then things started to happen where the adults were seeing and experiencing paranormal activity with you. And you told me about a strange incident when you were with your aunt in the house, which was, again is chilling. Yeah, and the and the bed was floating in the mirror. Yeah, tell us about that. So I could look at I looked in the mirror and I could see that the bed was like raised off the floor. And I said to her, Can you see that? And she said, Yes. She said, Yeah, I can. And um yeah, there's my mum will be able to clarify more of the adults' experience. Yeah. Because I can't remember fully, but I know that she saw what I saw at that moment. So it right. was just me you know so so what you're describing is if 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 you were in the room you would look at the bed normally just be a normal bed there yeah yeah but when you viewed it in the mirror it was floating above the ground is that is that what you saw that's basically what we saw wow and I was like what is like how is that happen I remember just being so confused like the bed is on the floor but in the mirror it's not like what's going on here yeah. It's scary to be a child, like, and to have these kinds of weird yeah, I was I felt scared in that house a lot. How did you rationalize that? So did you tell people that that's what you were seeing? Yeah, I told no, I, I would always say that house was haunted. Like my mum refers to it as a haunted house, so does my grandma, like my uncle, everybody knows that house is haunted. Like that's what they refer to it to to it too till still to this day that's the haunted house that we lived in you know but in in terms of like rationalizing it in your own head if you're looking at the bed and on one side it's on the floor and the one side it's in the air like if you explain that to an adult when you're seven what what do they say to you um i i mean my auntie did say she could see it too so I just thought something weird's happening. I don't think I could logically really... Rationalise it. Yeah, rationalise it. I think that's what I was... Yeah, I don't really know. And what's interesting about that example, because as you said, when you saw the floating head, that was something you saw on your own. Yeah. And as a young child, you're like, well, did that... You know, you were saying, there's a bit of me that goes, I was seven, I was young, I'd woken up from a dream. You're almost, almost excusing what you'd seen. But in this example of the floating bed... You've then got an adult next to you who goes, no, I can see that as well, right? That must be weird. Yeah, so weird, isn't it? <laughs> and did you ever feel like this was something that was malevolent? Did you think it was evil or do you think it 
it it was you know just it was just something that was there and it wasn't going to bother you or was it positive oh no 100% that house felt evil definitely it didn't feel like a friendly ghost it felt like something yeah it was weird it didn't feel friendly at all and did it did it feel like there was some it had some intention rather than it was just you know because there's this thing called stone tape theory where it's a theory where a house almost captures previous events and replays it you know and you're observing it but it it sounds like there was something more interactive let's say going on yeah, it felt like there was a presence in the house. Yeah, and it didn't feel like a very nice presence, I think. Yeah. Okay. My feeling as a child, and I I really know that was also my mum's feeling too. So so it was like a, yeah, it was a really nice house as well. It was such a shame. <laughs> it had that vibe. Yeah, just... Yeah, I don't know. It was just such a... Even now, I think I've never experienced anything like that since. Never. Wow. I want to move on to something else you told me when we first started talking about this story. Um, and I can't remember exactly, and you, you can maybe clarify. There, there was something you told me about. You were looking out maybe of a window or looking around and you saw something weird. So in my bedroom... I was with my grandma because my grandma also used to live in the house sometimes while my mum was working and she'd take me to school and stuff. And um, at the back of like, if you look out my window, it looks onto our garden, but it also looked onto like a neighbor's house. And when I looked through the window, there were like these um, black ob- like objects or figures like right. moving around. And I remember thinking like, it didn't make sense that the, it was like shadows almost. But I remember thinking like, oh, how is that happening with the light on? Like it didn't, I remember thinking like, how do how do you see shadows like that in a lit room? I remember just thinking it can't be something on the wall that's a shadow. It's, it's something moving in there. <laughs> and I said to my grandma, I was like, oh my God, can you see that? And she was like, yeah, I can see that. And I was like, what is that? Um, I think what's fascinating about that, and I think I think you loosely described them to me before, and I didn't really say anything, but because I know you're not a massive fan, not fan is the wrong word. It's not like you are really into the paranormal and you don't actually know that much about it, right? I don't, know. But there is a thing um, called shadow people, yeah. Uh yeah, it yeah, sh- shadow people and then we've got the other <clears throat> the sort of the supreme shadow person which is the hat man. Yeah. But what's interesting is exactly what you describe is a well-known phenomena of shadow people who dis- who who are exactly how you describe them that many people see and they're not and actually a lot of people say they're not particularly malevolent or evil they're just they're they're almost like (laughs) I was going to say the good guys but they're kind of they're almost in that paranormal good guy but how you describe them is exactly what many people see and I think what's interesting is you 
didn't know about them at all, right? I didn't. And I've ne- I, like I said, this experiences in this house when I was seven is, is my one and only kind of paranormal. I've, ne- no, I've never had it since. I've never had anything happen since. So it is weird. Yeah. And wow. For, I would like to ask, has it changed your view on, like, for example, ghosts? Do, do you now believe in them? Um, I think I do because of that experience. Yeah, I think I do. Even though I haven't experienced it since, I think it probably made me a, a believer in a way. And in terms of your... Well, I suppose on this podcast, we quite, we quite often talk about like what is the unifying theory. So is it the fact that we live in a simulation or, you know, there's various other things. Has it changed your perception of who you are in the world? Do you feel like, um, and I don't know if you're, you know, religious or not, but do you feel like that experience has changed the way you feel about what happens after you die and the whole experience of reality? Maybe. I mean, it was only when I spoke to Peter that I actually thought about that house. I I don't think about it often anymore um, because it was a long time ago. But it definitely made me think, like, there must be something. I don't know if it's energy or... Um, I don't know what, but I'm not religious, so I'm open-minded, I think, to, I don't know, any explanation really you might have on what I experience. Yeah, yeah. No, understood. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm spiritual. I believe, like, in... I'd li- I like to believe that there's something, but I don't follow one specific thing. Well, why don't we move on to the... Um, what happened in your mum's bedroom and we can maybe ask her a follow-up when she comes on because you did so you and your mother had a chilling encounter in her bedroom so I was in my mum's bed with her and then I could see this like man at the end of her bed um I guess maybe it was like a shadow I'm not sure though It, it was something some sort of figure at her bed and um, she did throw um, either a book or a Bible at the figure, and then it disappeared. So she saw this as well. She wasn't going, no, look, there's there's nothing there. Which she saw. Yeah, she saw it as well. Wow. And can you remember what, what that looked like? You said it's kind of shadowy figure. This sounds like it was different to the head. Yeah, it was different. It was like a figure of a man. I remember it being a man and I think it was like a shadow. And I remember being absolutely terrified. Like, oh my God, mum, what is that? Like just, ah, and then she like threw the book and was like, get out. I think she said, get out of my room. And it, and it disappeared. Yeah, and it disappeared. Yeah. What's interesting me about what you're talking about, so there seems to be multiple sightings of different things. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like there was any kind of, uh, I don't know how else to describe it, any continuity between what you were seeing, that they were all related, or did they feel like, you know, I guess many different presences of very different things coming in, or was there any kind of connection between them? If that if that makes sense as a question, 
I just felt like it was an evil presence. I th- right. It's like the overwhelming feeling that I had, like there's just something in this house, you know? And you say presence, do you, do you feel it was something singular or you didn't say multiple presences or was that just a turn of phrase? I just remember thinking this house is haunted. Yeah, maybe it was multiple, but yeah, I, I think I just remember feeling a presence constantly of something being there. And were there areas of the house that you felt this kind of hauntedness more than other areas or was was it all, was it just everywhere I felt it mainly upstairs where the bedrooms were I think that was like the main kind of area but then also like when my mum got the church to come in and pray we were in the basement and then all the like as the like because my my mum comes from a religious background and all the church were praying and then I just remember the plates smashed off the side as they were praying Wow! and then that was like confirmation for me that something was wrong in this house because <laughs> I think before that I wasn't sure if it was like I couldn't put my finger on it but when those plates smashed I thought there must be something in this house why did that happen you know so so it sounds like at some point it was getting out of control and your family decided to turn to the church for help. This is what you're talking about, right? So so was it one person? It sounds like a group of people came around, was it? Like a group of people praying. That's what I remember. And I just remember that the plate, like, smashed on the floor. I remember that. Wow. So this is... I'm just picturing it. So... Nobody was near them. They just almost like flew off as far as you know. I don't remember anyone being near it. I just remember a plate flew off and smashed. And then at that point, I just thought, oh, my God, I can't be in this house anymore. Like there's something in this house that's just awful. And um, I I think shortly after that, we did move. (laughs) I think we were like, no, we can't live here. Um, Yeah. I, I I've got a question. So so you talk about the um the church coming in and doing some praying, but you also said that you're currently an atheist. Do you think that this experience, w- w- presumably that this means that you were brought up at, uh, within a faith? Do you do you think that this experience moved you away from that, or brought you closer to that, or had no impact? I wouldn't say I'm an atheist, but I w- I just don't follow a specific religion. Like I like I'd like to believe there is something. Um, I just don't. I don't think anyone really knows. You know, like you can't say for sure. But I I think that experience um, did it did it impact me? Um, what do you mean? Like, with the, did it make me uh, come away from religion? No, no. I just wondered whether it had influenced your thought in any way. Like, if if you're seeing those things, does it make you think? Because there's one way of thinking, which is, oh, okay. So there's an afterlife. Maybe that is the biblical sort of representation of of heaven. Or it might make you say, oh, maybe there's a more scientific way to this because these contacts are not what we see in the Bible. I, I guess it's just like, it's not a loaded question. It's more like, how did it make you feel, I suppose? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I just don't know how to answer it. I think I, um, 
I think I did pray to God at that point um, for help. <laughs> I don't think I did. Yeah, I think I was like, please, God, don't like make these spirits get me or something. It, when I was mm. seven, I think my reaction to it was to pray. But um, mm. my mum's background is religious, but, but we she didn't bring us up in church. So um, I think she has faith. But again, I don't I think it's her own version of, of faith, you know. In terms of your world view then if uh and i completely understand what you're saying if you were if i was going to ask you perhaps over a pint in a pub what happens after we die what would you say well i think because of that experience i feel like maybe maybe certain people spirits when they die can't move on maybe and Mm. maybe they get stuck here that's kind of what that experience has left me with I think but I'm not sure no that's I I think that's really interesting because so uh, I would say and and I don't think you need to have an answer for this because I certainly don't but um what would make them be stuck and if they weren't stuck where would they go that's the those are the two big questions right I don't know. I'm open-minded. I don't, I really don't know how to answer that. I don't have a like specific belief. I just, I just know that I experienced something really strange that must have some unexplained explanation. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, no, I, I completely, completely understand that, but I do think it's interesting, isn't it? That um, if you've got, like when you when you go back to it if there's a floating head in your bedroom i know yeah if if one assumes that that floating head is connected to some discorporeal entity and they are making themselves known why haven't they walked into what you might call in inverted commas the light why why are they still there and and what awaits them on the other side but the the sort of the inevitable truth is it's a it's real it's real well it's a real pleasure to welcome Monet's mum who she's been talking about on the podcast and their experiences in the haunted house so um a really big welcome for Misha Paris thank you so much for coming on I know you're really in the middle of rehearsals and stuff like that so we really appreciate you being here we, um, we've talked to Monet about a few of the things from her experience of what happened in the house that you lived, lived in. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but she tells a story about the two of you being in your bedroom and seeing a figure at the end of the bed. Yeah, the, the, we were sat there, and I don't even know what we were talking about. We were hanging out. I mean, Monet was really young then. She must have been about six. Seven or six, yeah, somewhere around seven, six. And uh, we were hanging out. And then um, the bed, I remember it being pressed, like someone had sat there um, first. That's really what I noticed first. And then there was something, definitely there was something in the room. I mean, it was, and then then that wasn't even, that wasn't even the worst one. The worst one was when um, I was in the room one day on my own and I heard, literally heard two people walking up and down the stairs. (laughs) <laughs> and I was the only person in the house. 
And um, I was like, you know what, this is a this is a joke. I was trying to ignore it, you know, as you do. And then um, then Monet went in the bathroom one day, and and she was looking in the mirror, and she saw someone looking back at her, and it was an old woman, and came in, ran in, freaked out, and I was like, oh my god, this place is a joke. Okay, beautiful house. <laughs> yeah, we'd heard it was a lovely place. So I, I'm thinking about when when you first moved in there. Did you have an instant feeling about the place, or was it over a period of time? Um, kind of odd because I'm I'm very sensitive to things like that. I'm very sensitive. Well, you know, I'm a musician. That's what happens. That's how we are. So it's like you know, I I'm pretty good at feeling when things aren't quite right in a place. You know, I can go in there and I can feel that the energy's off or something's off. That was the deceiving thing about the place is when you first go there. When you when I when you visit them, you don't feel anything. It just looks like a beautiful house overlooking the common, and it's gorgeous, and energy felt great. But it was over a couple of weeks, things started to sort of ravel. You know, you hear the odd bang. You hear the odd door shut by itself, and you think, yeah, this weird thing, maybe it was next door. You try and make up all these flipping excuses. But then it gets to a point where you can't, you just can't even hide from it. And yeah. uh, it was just, um, it was very, very dark after a while because it was like Monet was also one time she was in the house and she looked out the window and she saw and this is really weird you know this was the house behind us mm-hmm. she saw a dark figure looking back at us in the house as well that was another one that was like and it's really weird the reason why I'm saying that is because I, I saw this this horror movie the other day and it was exactly that yeah. and, and I was like oh my god that happened to us the, you mentioned the stairs. Did it, was the stairs, I guess it's a different question I asked Monet, was there a bit of the house where there seemed to be more activity than other bits of the house? No, I, 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 no. Um, I, maybe, I mean, for me, it was everywhere. I mean, it was my room, it was Monet's room next door. It was the stairs and especially, I think, to be straight, the biggest activity, I think, in that flat, sorry, in that house, was the kitchen. It was the kitchen because there was something with the kitchen that we couldn't, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of an OCD person in my house, right? And I had cleaners in there. I mean, it was spotless. But for some reason, couldn't get rid of these flies. And they were all circulated in one place on the floor. They were just constantly there. And we were like, what the hell? You know, we had everything. You know, people come around with the stuff and, the zzz and all the nothing. Um, come to find out later on what it was that someone had died there. Ah. And that's why um, this old woman, obviously, she was the one that when I saw in the mirror, she's clearly trapped in the in the property. But I didn't find out the, the fly thing until I left. Wow, that's amazing. Monet also mentioned um, that at some point you became, seems like you became really concerned and got the church involved and they gathered in the kitchen for, I guess, some kind of ceremony. Can you, uh, Misha, could you tell us a little bit about that? It's, it's basically, if, if I come from the, you know, Pentecostal church. So basically how it works with those guys is like, if you're in a place where there's bad spirits or energies and things like that, they sit and they come and they pray and try to, you know, eradicate the bad energy, spirits, whatever's there. It's, it's just a thing we always, it's a very, very, you know, Pentecostal churches, they all do that. They do that with people who are possessed. They do, it's normal. We grew up with that. You know, it's part of our culture. It's very, very, very Jamaican, you know. Um, For us, it's not woo-woo. 
Mm. For us, it's like, you know, yeah, there are some people and places that are not right (laughs) and need cleansing. And so we find that when you have a couple of people praying for the same intention, just like anything, like going to a match, you sit there and everyone starts screaming for their team to win. It's that collaborative effort Mm. that creates the energy that makes people usually win the game, right? The one who shouted the loudest. It's very much like that in that regard um, Mm. that, when everyone comes together and they're praying, it creates this energy which pushes away the dark energy. Also making you feel that you're not alone in this, I guess, as well. Well, no, it's just literally to, it's it's not just feeling alone. It's more to do with, you know, there's something there and that, that works. That's, that, hmm. it, it works, you know, it's, um, I was never alone. I mean, the thing was that my, my, my family were there, but the place was just heaving with activity that was off key. And it was mm. like, you couldn't, you know, this is how you know a dark force, you know, you can't get rest. Mm. That's how you know it. You, you just, when you can't sleep, <laughs> you just can't get any rest because that's not what they're about. They're about getting you to be stressed and anxious and all of that. Mm. Um, but people think, oh, these are just normal conditions. It turns out that actually it's energy in a place that can create that in you, you know, the, the instability and the feeling of, I just can't get any bloody peace. And that's really what was happening. We were just constantly, every time you tried to chill out, there was a sound. <laughs> there was something. He's like, for God's sake, I'd like to just go to sleep now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's shocking. And what, and what was, from your perspective, what was the scariest thing that you encountered in that house? I think the scariest thing for me was Monet running in saying that, you know, she saw a woman looking back at her in the mirror. I was like, oh, my God, this is just insane. We need to come out of here. This is not the one. <laughs> Horrible. I was like, oh, my God. It was like, well, for me, the one when she saw the, 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 the dark thing in the house behind us, I had a beautiful garden in this place. The garden was gorgeous. Um, but you could clearly see the back window of the house behind us. Mm. And when she showed me that, that there was a dark thing looking back at her, I was like, you know what? I reckon this whole area is messed up. I think <laughs> there's something with this whole area. And uh, rightly so. What did I find out? They used to do rituals, and they probably still do. They do dark rituals on the common. I did some research about your house. And there's a couple of things you've said already which have made me go, oh, okay, that's quite interesting from what I found out. Um couple more quick questions before we move on to that. Um, how long did you live in the house in the end? We were there about maybe like just over. We didn't stay for more than a year. I think wow. it was just maybe just short, but you couldn't. It was it just wasn't <laughs> possible. I mean, I, and I was devastated because I loved the place so much. It was mm-hmm. so great. The dog, Russia, um, sorry, not Russia, Russia's my other daughter, Monet, you know, Monet was loving it there. Imagine you walk out your house, the common is right there. It, you know, it was perfect, ideal, you know, for what we, we wanted. Uh, but a nice house, yeah, it's such a shame. It was such a shame, yeah. It was a style, for God's sake. We're just not going to get rid of this thing. And remember, I got I got the boys around, you know, and the women to do the prayer and the usual thing that normally works. And they usually go missing after you do that. Didn't do a damn thing. I was going to ask you that, yeah. It was yeah. like, nah, mate, I'm not leaving. This is my joint and you're, you better leave. Monet described when, from her memory, when she was in the kitchen and people were praying, that some plates smashed. Do you remember that? Yes, it was kicking off. I thought it was like a movie. Uh, and that's why I said it was just like, what the hell? This thing really happens. Now, you know, I, I, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm, 
as much as I'm a quite a spiritual person, I'm very skeptical about these things because um, there's a lot of hoaxes and there's a lot of people talking a lot of nonsense. <laughs> and you can get too woo-woo if, you, if you're not careful. Do you know? So I'm quite a practical, logical person. Uh, you have to be in this industry that I'm in, let me tell you, because there's, there's smoke and mirrors everywhere. So I'm, I'm very sort of like, you know, matter-of-fact type of book. But honey, let me tell you that this thing was ferocious, it was ferocious. It wasn't having the prayer. It wasn't having any light coming in there. It wasn't. It was very strong. Wow. Wow. And when you moved out of the house, it stopped, right? Or did, did, did anything follow you, do you think? Or was it, it was the house? Yeah. yeah, it was not me. I mean, my thing is like, you know, everything was great the minute we left. Yeah. And then we, then we started hearing stuff, didn't we, Mono? We started hearing stuff about people moving in and and uh having the same experience i did yeah I heard did, that. did grandma tell you that i don't she know. told me that yeah my, my mom told me that because my mom got friendly with the woman that lived around the corner who'd been there for years living around the corner from the house and she had told my mom that oh you know it's really funny that a lot of people have moved in there and they don't stay very long <laughs> and my, my mom was like well i'm not surprised with all that going on <laughs> well it's interesting you mentioned that misha about other people's experience in the house because as I said I have done some research on the house that you lived in the street that you lived in and the general area of Wandsworth so maybe we'll take a break there and come on to that history in the next episode so thank you guys that was amazing we'll leave it there and we'll rejoin the story next week when we find out what else happened in that very spooky house an amazing story some very peculiar things that happened to both the child when um she was seven so that's monet who we've been speaking to and also sort of verified by Misha which again you don't often get that sort of thing what an extraordinary story let's stay tuned next week we'll finish this off the quantum mechanics.